Hello, Wisdom and Wellness family. Welcome to another episode. Today, we've got our new set, and I think it's fitting to have this person on this new set. In case you didn't know, before I introduce him, what's <laughs> what? Anyway, I'm just, I think back how special this moment is because I remember my first salon and if I could show the picture, shame, and we thought, wow. We thought we had, you know, done a thing. We've done the great work. <laughs> but today I am sitting with Mahalia Buchanan. She will introduce her new surname. She's a seasoned artist, creative genius, as I call her, wow. award-winning artist, talk show host, producer, absolutely hilarious i mean i think if you've chilled with mahalia you will know <laughs> a girl with a plan look if you are stuck in the desert and like you don't know what to do she's the girl you need to call and she's recently married to the love of her life mr holmes welcome girl thank you oh my goodness what an intro right but you're amazing <laughs> i was just like okay i need to shorten this style like i need to bring it bring it down yeah thank you lovely to be here I'm so glad you're here. Do you want to introduce your new surname? Oh, so my new surname is easy, Hermanstein. Mm. Um, if you struggle. Not easy, come on. Well, it kind of is not easy. <laughs> your uncles, what do they say? <laughs> Hermanstein. Exactly. No, actually, we had Smu at our wedding. Yeah. Smu, um, yeah. he was our MC. He kept saying Hermanstein. <laughs> Was it on purpose? It was just like I'm the bull. It's like uh, uh, Mahalia, Mahalia, and Wayne Hemstein. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Holmes. So it's Hermenstein, but for short, you can call me Holmes. Yeah. I feel like it's so. Wait, have you changed? Did you double barrel or did you like? Just... No, I literally just went Mahalia Hermenstein, but yeah. you didn't change it on Instagram. No, not on Instagram, because I mean, people know me for Mahalia Buchanan. Yeah. And I kind of wanted to keep it like that, but at home. Yeah. I am Mrs. Mahalia. Mrs. Oh, Mama, what's <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's get into some icebreaker question. Okay. What old person thing do you do besides drink tea? Oh my goodness, I love drinking tea. <laughs> so you're not allowed to say tea. So I have very cold feet. Okay. I wear socks all the time. I get it. <laughs> I wear socks all the time. Okay. Is that an old person thing? I think it's a woman's a woman thing. Because have you seen these memes where like men are just like, no matter the weather, like your woman's feet will always be like in between? No, but you know what it is? It's like when I have like a, a memory of an old person sitting in a house just always wearing socks. Socks. Okay. <laughs> yeah, socks and me. Okay. Socks and tea. Yeah. If money and time were no object, what would you be doing right now? My goodness, I would be on a beach somewhere with my phone on flight mode uh -huh. with no disturbances with my man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shutting the world out. Mm -hmm. Forever. Right um, oh, yes. If I could forever, really? I really would. Yeah. Are you the kind of person who would, like, if you could just do nothing for a Hoya, you would survive? Yes, I've, I've I've proven that doing nothing for a whole year, I can survive. So, yeah, if I do nothing for the whole year, I think I'd be able to survive. Yo, I, I wanted to take leave for the last three months of the year. Yeah. And I announced it to my family. I'm just like, mom, you know, I'm taking the next three months for the rest of the year off and everything. And after two, three weeks, I was just like, I can't. Yeah. I, yeah, you always have to be busy. Yeah. I mean, it gets, it does get to you sometimes, but I promise you, if I could literally just sit on an island and just sip, sip. my favorite drink <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and not do anything. Yeah. That's it. Up. All right. A <laughs> last question. What song, if I played it now, would okay. make you lose your morals? Oh my goodness. I'm allowed to say this. Say it. I feel like this is all about song and this is going to make me sound wretched, but Sister Betty. No! <laughs> There's no, no way. Please, come uh -uh. on. That song is that's, voted. That's cliche. <laughs> no, that's my all the lyrics. Jab. Well, half of it. Line <laughs> <laughs> for that. I... <laughs> come on, you have to have a wretched song. Summer, Summer Renaissance. Um, ooh. That song. Ooh. That song. Mm -hmm. As soon as it goes play, like everything changes for me. No, I feel like that. Sister Bettina. Sister Bettina. <laughs> the no, I feel like everybody loses their morals when Sister Bettina plays. Maybe if I'm at a stadium. Yeah. Um, yeah, but randomly I'd just be like, why? <laughs> why? And also, I don't think, I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't play, I've never found it 
as amazing. Maybe because I never got in like a party era. You know what it is? I don't think you grew up in the in the exactly in the exactly. So for some of us, we grew <laughs> up like, there. You know, but yeah, mangena. Like, like the song comes on, and you yeah. know what it is? Like I saw a video the other day of Paul Pops, the comedian. Yeah. And uh, he was just reminiscing on like songs from back in the day. Yeah. It's one of those songs when it plays, you call your friends because you can't feel it alone. Yeah. <laughs> just like, it's like, <laughs> guys, it's playing. I get that. I get that. I, I think, yeah, if like the setting is right, I probably would get into yeah. that. But also, I think in Yinobu Bujinyananji inside of me, deep down. I think you do. Okay, let's get into the conversation. Hmm. You started your career at 13, mm-hmm. had us doing runs. <laughs> so, yeah, 13 CPs in my runs. <laughs> so how did you discover your, your gift, like your gift of singing? And to that extent where at 13 years old, you had the confidence which I can be in a recording. I can actually sing these lines. Do you know what? Um, I mean, for, for me personally, church has played a very big role in number one, shaping um, my gift yeah. and also being a platform to discover yeah. the gifts within me. So I'm also from a family um, who has a musical background. Ah. So that basically, you know, we knew that we could sing. Okay. We, that's all we did that's at all home you did, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but church played a very big role in helping me just unearth the gifts within me. And um, I knew that this is something that I wanted to do. Yeah. And by God's grace, you know, uh, I was able to start at 13 years old with Pastor Benjamin Dube. And imagine starting with a whole Pastor Benjamin Dube. Can you imagine? On that, when it happened, did you feel like, because a lot of people, I think now we struggle or we fuss over the word purpose, calling, Mm. this is what I'm meant to do. At that moment, did you know, this is what I'm meant to do? Do you know what it is? I think... I knew that that I wanted to sing, yeah, but I didn't understand that understand the depth of purpose. Okay, um, so for me, yeah, singing was amazing, and the fact that I could sing with somebody that I see on TV, yeah. I felt like oh my TV god, and at the time it's just like yeah. you know, I felt yeah. like oh, all right, it. yeah, you know, but I didn't understand the depths of it. But God would use such a platform yeah. with such a great man who has such a deep relationship with God, yeah, to groom. And awaken something within me that just felt like, you know what, there's got to be more. Yeah. Um, there's got to be more to this thing. It's not really just about singing, but there's got to be more. And um, yeah, Pastor Benjamin played a very big role in just being somebody that I look to as a, as a, as a point of inspiration. And yeah. and yeah, just wanting to do more yeah. with this gift that I have. And who were you listening to like at the time? Because I mean, I go back to that song and it's like, it stood the test of, Obviously, I've gone down memory lane and stood the test of time. And But who were you listening to? Like, I'm trying to understand where the skill um, came from. And, and I mean, a certain level of maturity. For me, says the skill as though I was and the No, goat. but come on. Because <laughs> I remember, you know, I was in the prison worship team and Grant. <laughs> and Don't. <laughs> And Grant came with the song. Um, and at the time when he came with it, I think I was like 13 or 14 or something. No, you were probably a baby. Yeah, I was yeah, much younger. Yeah. And he, no, 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 not when it came out. Um, so I think I was around 13, 14 when I was singing. And he came with the song and he's like, yeah, this is the song you're going to do. Go practice it. Wait. <laughs> I'm just like, okay. So that skill, where did it come from? Who were you listening to? Was it a case of every day at home, we are actually like practicing or that's just what you did? Um, okay, so I was a very, very big fan of Destiny's Child. Back ah, in the game. yeah. And I well, was you, al- you were Beyonce. I was definitely Beyonce. Okay, okay. So I was not allowed to listen to Destiny's Child at home. No. Yes. So I got <laughs> savings um, that I, I actually used to work at a restaurant and I kept my savings and I bought a CD. How so, old are you at this time? Uh, I think I am 15. Okay. Yeah. So I buy the CD and I take it to my friend's house. So I listen to Beyonce and my friend's <laughs> house without my, 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 my mom finding out. So, you know, that's where it, where it started. And I mean, at that age, Destiny's Child was, was a very, very big group. Yeah, yeah. And we all just loved Beyonce. Yeah, And yeah. I think it, it, it literally just started from there, listening to her all the time. And 
yeah, trying to do what she does. Did you ever, so when did you get to the point where you're just like, okay, um, mom, look, I get it. <laughs> We're Christian, but I'm tired of hiding like my other life, my sinful music, <laughs> my hidden life. My hidden life. <laughs> so, um, okay, so this one time, my mom actually finds the CD and she takes me to the pastor to pray for no. me because clearly I am demon possessed. <laughs> And, you know, after that, I think I just, I didn't understand. I was like, this is not so deep. <laughs> yeah. You know, and right after that, I was just like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to listen to her still, but like under That's the covers. Yeah. You God know, but me. yeah, my mom spoiled the fun for me. Yeah. Absolutely spoiled the fun. Yeah. But I love it for, I love it. Mm. When you say she took you to the past, I can, I can, I can imagine it. Like I can see the, oh the picture. Um, you did an interview. Um I think last year or so in a podcast and you mentioned that when you turn 30 a whole lot of things start making sense yeah Ooh. i'm turning 30 in about two months and like stuff is changing right yes. and, I can, and i can feel it <laughs> firstly my body is just not reacting yeah. the way it's supposed to yes and I have to constantly remind myself, Kuti girl, you're not under 25. But I didn't think that's what kind of happens. Like, I just thought it's just an age thing, like everything's been happening. But I can literally feel the change and the shift. Yeah. So what did you mean by that? And what was that shift for you? Oh, you know, I mean, when we were younger, we all looked at 30 as this adult age. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. And when I was 29, I was actually afraid to turn 30 because I was like, oh my really? God, I'm going to be a granny. <laughs> I was afraid. I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm happy for you. Okay. <laughs> I was, I'm definitely excited for it. So I, I honestly felt like, oh my goodness, uh, it feels like this is going to be the granny age or whatever else. I feel like your perspective starts becoming so solid mm. when you're 30. Mm. Um, and as you reflect on your 20s, you know, the things that actually shaped you, I think when you're 30, you get to a place where a no becomes a solid no. Thank God. <laughs> and a yes becomes a solid yes. Yeah. Um, your perspective changes. And I think also for me right now, I think I'm also very in tune with the fact that my body has changed a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's not as easy for me to get my body where it was when I was 20. And I'm finally happy with it. Um, it was a struggle, though. Yeah. Not going to lie. Yeah. Um, but I'm finally at a, at a place where I, I, I'm accepting change. Um, and I'm stepping into where I am now. Yeah. And making the most of it, really. Yeah. So the change for me um, has been, like, so, so hard, right? Like, it feels, like I said, I'm excited to turn 30 because, like, I, I feel like I have an old soul and mm -hmm. I like old people, like mm -hmm. like 40 sounds fun and everything. So I'm excited from that perspective and the wisdom and all of that maturity. But from a, like my, my like from a, and I don't want to call it vanity because it really isn't. It matters. It matters mm -hmm. how we look. It matters how we feel. Mm -hmm. I'm struggling to, to accept the changes. Like I'm studying, I'm struggling to accept that before I could go on holiday for a week and come back and I'll get into a routine and everything will go back to normal. Mm -hmm. And now I just came back from a holiday a month ago. I've been getting back into routine, but like things are just not changing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, there's a level of frustration. Am I not doing enough? Should I go even harder? But mm -hmm. then there's also a level of, well, everything needs to happen from a place of love. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like you've gotten to that place where whatever happens needs to play, come from a place of love. Yeah, a place of love and also a place of understanding that things are not the same. Yeah. I will not perform the way I performed when I was uh, 20. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that uh, I'm defeated. I can't walk. I can't do anything else. But it's a place of, it's, it's a place of understanding. Like something happened with my skin. Yeah. But boy, did it affect my self-esteem. Like, yeah. I just started getting hyperpigmentation. I was just uh, like, what? what is going on here? Yeah. You know? And now you start realizing, okay, I need to love the deto the the why am I forgetting this word? Not the people who do your face. Oh, dermatologist. Dermatologist. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> dermatologist, yeah. <laughs> you know, I need to start loving. Uh, this I need to start welcoming the fact that I actually need a good facial routine in my yeah. in my in my you know in my daily life 
or I need to start eating better yeah. because my hormones probably are not this, uh, operating the same that they operated when I was training. Yeah. So there's a lot of change that sometimes can give you anxiety. Yeah. But I think you operate from a place of love and understanding that things are new. Um, and I just have to do better. If I want to perform better, I have to put in the work to perform better. What was your biggest lesson in your 20s? Oh, my biggest lesson in my 20s is going for it. Okay. Going for it and, and, and just having the faith sometimes even without the sight. Okay. Going you know, for it, having the faith without the sight. Yes. Like having the faith without the sight. You know, it's like right now I feel like I'm a little bit more guarded okay. than what I was when I was Why 20. do you feel like it's because of hurt, experience or... Um, just as we get older, we start being a little more careful. I don't know. Do you know what it is? I think personally for me, I think, you know, life starts happening for yeah, you. Yeah. And sometimes life can alter a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. And personally for me, um, it definitely did alter a whole lot where I used to be this person that would believe mm. that if you tell me um, we're going to the stadium, I'll have the belief to say I'm going to okay. fill it up. Yeah. But at, 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 at a later stage, I found out, you know, I, I believed for others, but I stopped believing for myself, um, you know. Yeah. And now it's a journey. Yeah. How do I get back to that place where I believed without sight? And sometimes, you know, it's just life happening. Yeah. Certain things that just changes your confession. Yeah. Things that just alter your faith. And I think ultimately for me personally, it's that my relationship with God was affected heavily. Yeah. And my faith always came by declaring the word of God. Yeah, yeah. You know, and because of what happened in my life at the time, silenced, um, just speaking the faith, believing and going for things. So I would I would definitely say that my biggest lesson for my 20s was just having faith. Go for it. Yeah. I spoke to my therapist um, and we were speaking of exactly about what you're saying, that if someone else says, I'm doing this, it's like it's so easy to... Mm. To believe. believe, like, what can I do? How are yeah. we making this happen? Yeah. You know, you can actually see the picture. But as yeah. soon as it's about self, yeah. it's like, oh, hold up. It's great and all that side, but not yet. And yeah. she said that comes from a deep insecurity. Hey, absolutely. And I said, oh, I'm insecure. I don't think I have an insecurity issue. Um, and obviously the whole session went up that insecurity doesn't always look like I need to hide myself yeah. or it's not always evident. But sometimes it's like what you're saying, life happens and it alters your your confession. Absolutely. And it changes your, your belief. And you go from having – and I saw that this year with me um, – in relationships where it's like normally I'm just like a trusting person yeah. open and then life just keeps happening mm. and before you know it it's like why am I so guarded mm. why do I have these walls mm. and I don't think that's how God intends mm. for us to live mm. oh absolutely oh absolutely and I think it's very it's a it's a very painful place to live guarded because mm. like you say, God really calls us for community. Mm. Um, and in community, you know, we lift up each other. Mm. We sharpen Vulnerability. each other. Yes. Yeah. You know, we sharpen each other. And, and honestly, even for myself, I've literally also found myself at a place where I've just become so guarded, sure. distant, yeah. you know, um, disassociated yeah. a lot of times. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It can be. Life happens, but God, God heals. Okay, mm. so 20s, your biggest lesson, you were going for it. Yeah. What has the 30s looked like? And now you're in the middle. Because hey. <laughs> if you choose what, which side, you know, mathematics, it's pointing 40. Straight there. Yeah. I see it. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, my goodness. My 30s. Um. You know what? My 30s are accepting that life will happen. Mm -hmm. um, accepting that life will happen mm -hmm. and, and stop trying to hold things together. Um, mm. Sometimes just allow things to break mm. and start from the bottom and build again. I'm going to go back to my therapist again. I feel like she should just come here. <laughs> I said to her, um, you know, I'm starting to feel like I don't have to be the good girl. Yeah. Or superwoman. Yeah. All the time. Like fixing every look. Yeah. 
It's so tiring. Like who needs help? Yeah. yeah. It is so tiring. And it's like, I feel like I said to her, I feel like I'm like a little rebel in me yeah. is coming alive. And she's she's not a Christian therapist. Yeah. So because she's not a Christian therapist, yeah. she's like, let's explore that. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not, I've, never, <laughs> I've never ever had anyone give me the permission to explore a side of me that's mm. not straight up, straight up, mm. boxed up. Mm. But that's that's part of the process. It absolutely, yeah, man. It's it's a part of the process. Like uh, with us, um, my mom fell ill in 2019. Yeah, and she was sick for three years. Sure. So when I say three years sick, uh, she couldn't do anything for herself. Sure. So three years being bedridden. Sure. Um, and she fell sick just before COVID. Sure. Um, hectic time of our lives that altered everything for me. Like. I used to love saying, oh, I'm a servant of God and I love serving mm. and serving is 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 the epitome of who I am, mm. you know? And it was almost as though God was like, okay, okay. can you serve? Let's see sure. that, you know? And sometimes it's it's also very easy for us to serve strangers until we start serving our, our, our own family. Mm. And we personally now had to learn how to become carers because she couldn't do anything for herself. Mm. She was bedridden. Mm. She couldn't go to the bathroom. She couldn't mm. wash herself. She couldn't eat. She couldn't do nothing. Mm. So what do you do, you know, in moments like that where I'm the only girl at home, mm. all the responsibilities laying on, on you. me, yeah. um, I have to hold it together, mm. you know. Um, I have to arrive being Bob the Builder, carrying mm. everybody. Mm. Um, but sometimes these pressures, you know, get get so hectic on us and, and we hold things together, yeah. but we crumble inside. Yeah, like you're breaking yes. inside. Yeah. And that's literally what happened to me. I, I, I started breaking, but I kept on putting up the walls, trying to project yeah, that I was fine. okay. Yeah. Until when my mom actually passed away, I realized, you know what, I am... A mess. Yeah. I'm not okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I, I've literally just learned to allow the walls to break. Yeah. And just give it to God to build the foundation from scratch again. If it hurts, however um, I look to the public or whatever it is, whatever the perception is, it's okay. It's, truth. it's breaking season, but yeah. I know that God's going to build it. And, yeah. I mean, you and your mom did everything together. I remember yeah. specifically the car rides and yeah. the singing and church. You were, I'm sure even in your adulthood, you were never allowed to miss church. No. Um, <laughs> so how did you, how was that transition from going to, this is my mom. If I need prayer, I know she's got me mm -hmm. to now. I feel like you almost shifted into being her mother. Ooh, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, my mom was very, the prayer warrior, yeah. you know, the person that carried me spiritually um, was my mom. And for three years, uh, she was just silent. Mm. By silent, years. you mean literally silent. The sickness had affected her so much that she was not speaking. Yeah. So three years of utter silence from a person that was the life in yeah. the room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, the life in the room or my accountability partner, somebody that brings me back to God, mm. somebody who sees, you know, when I fall at certain places, don't do that, mm. you know, or fixes me up, somebody who's, who is always available to just cover my blind mm. spots. And for three whole years, I saw her just, you know, lose herself. Sure. Um, quiet, no, no, no speaking, no encouragement, mm. no motivation, sure. no prayers. Sure. But I had to show up every day to literally be her mother. Mm. You know, um, it alters something. It, it alters something within you. Um, doing that for your parents. Yeah. It definitely alters something within you. Um, and I think, you know, even at times it could literally even, it could almost depress you. Yeah. But like I say, man, I just allowed my my walls to break and just allowed God to build me up from where I was. Did you ever get angry at your mother? I was. In the three years? Yeah. I was extremely angry. Because, I mean, you're, like you said, you've got a life. You've yes. got a career. You've got a love life. You've got things happening, but you have to stop. I was angry. 
I think I was I was angry at everybody, <laughs> if I'm being <laughs> honest. I was just so angry. I was angry that God would put me in a situation mm. like this. Um, I was like, hey, God, can something just function right in our family? Sure. Um, this is not it. This is not what I signed up for. But it's like, for me at the time, um, my relationship with God at the time, just before my mom got sick, mm. was not really at a great place. Mm-hmm. But it was also almost as though God was like, okay, I'm going to use this thing to draw you closer to me wow. again. Wow. Um, you know, and it's like, we're praying for healing and God's like, yo, I am looking for intimacy with you again. Yo. You know, so it's all of these things happening. It's like, At God, the same time. You're asking for intimacy. Um, it's hard mm. for me to serve. Um, it's hard for me to do things like this. And God's like, would you prefer serving when everybody claps? Mm. Or would you prefer serving when you could draw closer to me? Mm. And in the moment, I mean... You're just like, you can't no. just leave <laughs> this whole thing. I'm not here for nothing. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know? But, um, yeah, I was, I was angry. Yeah. I was extremely angry at... At the situation. Honestly. I'm so glad um, you speak about, one, you mentioned that your relationship with God was not, um, paraphrasing, was not where you wanted it to be, mm-hmm. where it's, it was supposed to be. Two, you were angry at God. Mm-hmm. And I think it's such an important conversation because I think it gives permission to other people. Yeah. Especially from the space you come from where, like I said, you started at 13, your whole life is God. Your mm-hmm. whole life is church. Your whole yeah. life is serving. Your whole brand is mm-hmm. Jesus girl. Mm-hmm. And people look to, I'm sure you get this question a lot. How do I get a relationship with God? Mm-hmm. I'm sure people ask you um, that a lot. And there's so much pressure to have this put together relationship where every day we are, we're at the feet of Jesus yeah. and it's just goosebumps. Mm-hmm. But I'm so glad you touch on my relationship just was not there. Mm-hmm. And you've allowed yourself to be there Mm -hmm. and to say, God, I'm angry Mm. at you. Mm -hmm. Now, for someone who's at that place of God, I'm angry at you. How did you navigate that without feeling like you're throwing away your faith? Oh, you know, I think it's it's very. um, We need to have a real relationship with God. Mm. What's a real relationship with God? Where you tell him everything. Mm. Where you tell him, like, intimacy. Yeah. You know? Um, Where you tell him everything. Like, God, this is really not uh, what I signed up for. Um, You're asking me and entrusting me to do all of these things. And I come up and I I do it for Mm. you. But when I need you to come through for me, it's like you just throw me to the wolves. You know? So, God, what is this? Mm. You know, um, I'm really not liking this. Mm. Uh, help me understand. Give me the perspective that I need in this. But to be honest with you, you and I aren't really best friends in this moment. Sure. You know, um, I love you and I respect you and I honor <laughs> you. <laughs> but I'm angry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. And I think God honors us when we actually come before him being honest yeah. with a pure heart yeah. rather than coming, uh, you know, masked up, knowing that deep down we have deep issues that lie within us. Um, I think God honors it when we come to him with our vulnerability. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think anybody should feel like uh, you're being blasphemous for actually having conversations mm. like that with God. I feel mm. like um, real relationship requires real conversation. Yes, to be able to... To be allowed to be angry, yeah. to be allowed to be sad, to be allowed to be like, not today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know, and knowing, I, I, well, be, behind everything else, I knew that God would carry me and I knew that he would fix everything. But in the moment, it just looked bleak. Yeah. You know, and, and I didn't even want to hear anybody say, oh, it's going to be okay. Like, you don't need a scripture. (laughs) You don't need, like, yeah. yeah. Don't give me a scripture. Yes, it's going to be okay. It's not okay now. Yeah. I just need him to fix my heart now. Yeah. When you look back, what do you know now about love? Ooh, what do I know now about love? Oh, Jesus. Love. <laughs> <laughs> love is, ah, oh, it's so many things. But I would say love is sacrifice. Love is sacrifice. We don't, we don't, we don't want that sacrificial love. We want the cute love. We do. We want the cute love. But love, love is sacrifice. It's, you know, I always heard people say dying to yourself daily. Oh my God, it's, it's hectic to die <laughs> daily. And you're like, 
I don't want to be kind to this person. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but like you say, sacrificial love, that's where the growing is. Yeah. You know, for me personally, love is sacrifice. Yeah. So I know you've always been like a lover of life. Like yeah. you're, I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, you're the girl who knew the wedding dress. Like, yeah. 20 years ago. <laughs> That's weird. Um, That's weird. Okay, okay. I'm making you all like 10, 15, 10 years ago. Um, okay. <laughs> but you've always loved love and yeah. fairy tale and the beauty of it. And and now you're married. Mm-hmm. Um, two years now, right? Yeah. Two years now. What mis- misconceptions of love did you have where now you're just like, oh, child? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that every day is, ah, you know what it is? What? Going to church conferences and we hear all these marriage <laughs> seminars at church. Everybody makes it out to be, ah. For the you glory know? of the Lord. <laughs> Everybody makes it seem like yeah. sex every day. Yeah. 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 And that's not what it is. <laughs> give us the truth, now. Give us the whole tea. <laughs> That's not what it is, no. you know. Um, some days you're just not going to feel in love, yeah. but you have to love anyway. Some days you're just not going to feel like serving, but you have to serve yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, but the beauty of it all is that, man, ugh, God is in it. God yeah. is in God is in marriage, guys. Yeah. God is in marriage. And honestly, two is better than one. Yeah. For somebody who's always done things by themselves, two is better than one. Yeah, how's that experience been? Because now it's like you've gone from, and also being like an only girl. Yeah. It's like, it's it's just, it's Mahalia's castle, right? Yeah. And now you have to report to <laughs> Okay, I'm going out now. This is happening now. How is that transition for you? Uh, do you know what it is? I actually... And your career, sorry. And your career, because you made the decisions. Yeah. So, okay, well, do you know what it is? My husband is a very, he's like my summoning board. Okay. So, you know, like sometimes when you have conversations about like your career and you know that the person doesn't have answers. Yeah. But you just speak anyway because (laughs) it's your husband. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm so grateful that he actually has answers. And he knows what's going on and what you're talking about. He knows what's going on in the music career. So if, if in the music industry, so... If we're saying um, we need funding or whatever else, yeah. he's my hustle partner. Yeah. You know, it's, not like, it's not like somebody who's just going to be like, oh, we'll oh, see how so, the same So I think um, I'm enjoying it because we speak the same language. Mm-hmm. It's never hard for us to, to have conversations. Isn't that the worst be. thing as well? It can be. Yeah. It can be because... The pressure yeah. starts in the house before it actually goes outside. And yeah. it's almost like, um, yeah, making sure that he's not 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 like making sure that he's happy, but making sure that um he criticizes and directs and pushes things in the right direction. Yeah. So sometimes it can be a little bit hard because you're just like, hey, I know he's gonna come back with <laughs> feedback. <laughs> and I don't wanna hear the feedback. Have you ever fired him or fired each other? Silently, I have. Well, you're you're really saved then, because we 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 fired each other. Like last yesterday, I didn't have um a partner. Yesterday, he was fired. <laughs> he was fired. The other day, he was just like he's out of this business. I'm like, no, you don't get to walk you out. Don't of, get a walk out. You don't get to walk out of the business. And it's just like, but it's it's it's. It's yeah. not ordained. Well, I guess, for, well, we kind of still in the beginning stages. That's you still, have been still walking. Ro- it's still Romeo and Juliet. It's so cute. You know, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, still yeah. cute yeah, for it's us, so though. But silently, we kind of do have, and I feel like silently, he has those too. I think sometimes he's just like, hey. yeah. <laughs> you have your own mind. Yeah. But um, it's great that we can still, you know, finish and stick with the goals. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So, um, as an artist, right, how did you hold on to your gift and the security of who you are during a time where it almost felt like there was no need for you? Oh, my God. These questions. Is it a lot? Wisdom and wellness. <laughs> we need it all. You don't do a lot of ah, interviews, so I need to I make sure that I get everything out. Um. Okay, wait, I got the first part of the question. How did I hold on to my gift? How did you hold on to your gift and the security of who you are during a time? And this could be COVID and even after for you when you had to kind of be silent and take care of home. How did you hold on to who you are during that time where you felt like, am I even still needed? I 
for me, it it felt like the letter. Mm. Like I honestly felt like, wow, am I even still needed? Wow. Um, does what I have to share even matter? Mm. Um, yeah, is this is I know that this is what God wants for me, but do I believe this for myself? Mm. You know, um, so a number of times, I won't lie, I I've thrown away the idea of even being back in the space again. Um yeah, because I, I, yeah, I literally threw away the idea of just being back in the space, um, feeling like I'm worthy mm-hmm. or feeling like I even have something to share mm-hmm. that is worth listening to. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the for the longest time, and people have been asking me, where's the music? Yeah, I'm sure when you get it, it every back, day. Yeah, where's the music? And deep down, I kept saying soon, but... You know, life was life. <laughs> I've been playing soon so, for eight so, years. So, so. <laughs> Wait, has it been eight years since it you released? Have. Wait, a whole album? Yes. And a single? Um, I released something just before COVID. Like 2018? I think so, yes. But you have been writing? A lot. Okay. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> like, literally. <laughs> but still, even in the writing, it's like finding hope and and you know, just building up my own uh, hope that this is worth sharing. So I'd be honest with you, in a number of times I wasn't really able to hold on to my gift um, because I had just believed that maybe it's not worth sharing anymore. Um, Let me stay where I am. Mm. If life is lifing, let me stay here and and see what the end is going to be. And it's not always good. Yeah. Because now you stay stuck and a a person that is outside of purpose will always be feel like you're in chaos yeah nothing yes nothing makes sense because you're not doing what god is instructing you to do anyway yeah you know so i had all of these excuses to kind of make it seem like what i'm doing is okay but deep down i was frustrated you know knowing that i'm not doing what god supposed to be doing yeah desires on me to do um yeah what's the difference between waiting season like this is waiting quiet season and it's on me now Ooh, um, did you find yourself there like you know okay this is waiting and then you're just like okay it's no longer god's waiting season but like i'm to blame now yes oh absolutely um the waiting season definitely for me um there was a time where it was over and done with but you know you still have these excuses because number one you're still in rebellion Mm. you're in rebellion Mm -hmm. and you're making all of these excuses as to why I shouldn't be doing this, knowing very well that the waiting season is done mm. and God's like, okay, I've released you. But I want to know what, like in, like in terms of a feeling, like what's your best description of, I know for sure this is a waiting season. And I'm asking this because it's, it's common questions. Like, how do I know I'm in my waiting season? So for you, how did you differentiate that? Okay, I know for sure it's my waiting season. Even though I've got these grand ideas and I want to go out there, it's just not time. Mm-hmm. And then how did you know that, okay, it's time, but like you said, I'm rebelling or I'm struggling to be obedient or I'm struggling to just put myself out there because I'm scared, I'm hurt, I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. You know, oftentimes God will, he gives you a promise, yeah. right? He gives you a promise and he shows you, this is the promise. Yeah. But building up to the promise, we have to build vocabulary. Yeah. We have to uh, be able to to stand, you know, um, in the promise. Um, Do I have... Am I built up? Am I ready? If I if do I have the tools, yeah. Do yeah. I have the tools within me? If I'm saying that God is calling me for the nations, do you have what is necessary for the nations? You know, like is God building that up within you? Um, mm. And when we do self introspection, we, we know both, we know, <laughs> you know deep down I'm not ready. Uh, 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 I'm just winging it. Yeah, you know, and it's like God is like, this is the promise I have called you for nations. Yeah. But my love for you right now is that you wait. Sure. Build yourself up. Character. You know? Yeah. Character. Yeah. Fix your character. Self-introspect. It's not always everybody else. Yeah. You know? Sure. Fix yourself up. You know, you have a part to oh, play. It's not always everybody else. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It can't oh, always God. be everybody yeah. else. Yeah. You know? Um, you know, fix up yourself. Uh build character yeah. spend time in the word of yeah. god yeah 
when God finally sends you out to the nations, knowing that you have power mm. and sustenance to sustain mm. you being there. Mm. So, I mean, we all know what it feels like when we're really winging it. Yeah. Um, but I, I would I would say stay in the waiting until okay. until the Lord That's reveals to you that it's time. Yeah. How are you getting out of the waiting is done? I need to now. I need to do my part. How are you? Are you in the process of getting out of there? Oh, absolutely. Um, for me, you know what? This is gonna sound like my husband. My husband, the whole uh, uh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm so grateful for him because I we're releasing music in November. Okay. And yay! <laughs> it's finally. not soon anymore. We have a date in November. Yeah. And um. I like this that was, you say we. Uh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to release next year. And he's like, but. Oh, you said to me September. Right. Next year. <laughs> I, keep, I keep on delaying. And he's like, well, that defeats the purpose. Because the main aim for releasing music now in November is building up to the fact that we actually want to have a live recording in the first quarter of 2024. Okay. So, so you wanted to just go straight into... Yes. Oh, you're just pushing the dates. I was just delaying. I was like, <laughs> no, and I keep, I keep coming up with excuses. Yeah. No, I don't think this is okay. Do you think this is okay? You know? And he's like, no, we're doing it in November. Oh, thank God for him. <laughs> you know? So um, he literally is a sounding board. And um, I think it's important to also just have people around you yeah. that would just let, carry, you know, push you. Yeah. Carry you, yeah. push you, yeah. drag you by the hand if necessary yeah. um, to get out of the waiting yeah. season and just do what you need to do. One of my favorite um, stories in the Bible is where the guy is the guy who was uh, paralyzed and he needed to get to Jesus yeah. and he couldn't and his friends carried him. And when they got to the door and they couldn't get in, like his friends didn't be just like, okay, yeah. like in your case, next year it is. Yeah. They're just like, no. We are going in. Yeah. And they made every every way possible to make sure that he goes in. Yeah. And he gets his healing. Yeah. yeah. So I'm so glad you're surrounded by someone who says, look, I know it's been hard, but okay, go now. Look. I, I'm sure he's also Please, tired. Please, but I think I cut it. He's tired. I'm hearing you. You get the break too. Go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which place are you, have you been writing from when you say new music also is it like a, a song one song or ep or a full album what are you giving us well it was do you know what it is we did about four songs okay um we recorded with no audience okay wait um, did you go in like a place and <laughs> or just studio? live we did it live in a church Okay. So no audience. Okay. And you know, like one of the most easiest <laughs> things to do is recording with an audience yeah. because you feed your, off your energy, energy from them. Yeah. When you lift up your hands, it's organic. Yeah. And it was like, God, this is just you and me. <laughs> Let's go. You know, but I, these songs that I'm writing is more, is a vertical experience. Okay. You know, so it's straight to God, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Um, these lyrics are straight from the word of God. Mm -hmm. um, it's It's words that I believe and trust will minister to him mm. first. Mm. And in that way, everybody else would, you know, uh, be blessed. Yeah. Um, so my writing right now is literally just directed vertically to God, sure. about his majesty, who he is, what he's called us to, what his word says. Yeah. And literally, um, yeah, putting, putting them down in songs, helping us also sing the word in song. Yeah. So my writing experience is literally just me and God. What his word says about him, a vertical experience. It it feels like a, almost like a full circle because when you started, you said um, you were praying to God for healing. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I want intimacy. Yeah. And I think, what, three, four, five years later, mm -hmm. it's like, okay. Yeah. Here's the intimacy. This is literally where it is. And you'll hear the songs. Like It literally is just, it's the word of God. It's sure. my experience with him. It's just wanting more. It's not settling for for just a wind of his presence or what I experience on the Sunday and feel like this is all God. But it's like each and every day, it's an encounter with God yeah. that I hope um, people receive the same way as well. You know, just awakening up that fire again and really being believers that speak God's word, that yeah. reads his word. Yeah. Um, so that's really my heart. And I hope that it translates that way in the music. 
you know what's wild for me? It's that the word, and we have moments where you just move away from the word and it doesn't happen like instantly, you just gone like little by little, like little things, you just like move away and it becomes a Bible app thing. Yeah. And then you find yourself in a space where you're like, okay, I need the word. Mm-hmm. And I go back to it and I realize everything I need is here. Right there. Everything... I can literally just speak it. Like this week I came across, well, at church they preached um, from Psalm 4, verse 18, if I'm not mistaken, and it speaks about like the the path of the righteous shines brighter and brighter Mm. and brighter. Mm. And I've been sitting on that. Mm. And I'm just like in a space where sometimes I feel like I've given it all, I've given my all. Life can't get better. Mm. You've used me, you know, onto the next person. Mm. And it's like, no, that's not what the word says. Like that's my not what days. the word says. That's not what the word says. Mm. My days are, it's supposed mm. to get better mm. and better. There's no decline. There's no declining. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I'm so glad you got back into that place of that intimacy again mm. of it's, it's the word over my life. Everything can happen. Mm-hmm. So much can happen. So much can change. Mm-hmm. But it's the word over my life. Oh, it's the word over my life. You know, um, whether I get to do whatever I have in my heart to do or not. Yeah. It's the word mm. over my life. Whether I get the the platform, the international platform, whether I don't get the international platform, God over my life. And I think that's the place God kind of wants us to be in. I don't know who I was having this conversation with. Where to get to a place where it was actually yesterday again, where we get to a place, the goal is to get to a place of this is my why. Mm-hmm. This is my purpose for mm-hmm. what I look forward to doing but whether it happens mm-hmm. or not mm-hmm. I will be content oh yes I will be content yeah mm. knowing that I gave it my all mm. and knowing knowing that my heart was pure man like um the song that I wrote speaks about um it's a psalm who may send the heal of the lord he who has clean hands and a mm. pure heart mm. and you know what me I think right now more than our gifts God is after our hearts, the heart. yeah. you know, um, yeah. if our hearts are in the right place, I, I believe it's a good place for God to work from. So sure. hence I say, whatever happens, if I get whatever, if I don't get to have what I want or desire, mm. God over my life. Oh, Lord help us. <laughs> in a post you mentioned God's leadership style mm-hmm. is stewardship. <laughs> What did you mean by that? What was happening? Was that Yo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, God will God entrusts all of us to certain tasks, right? Mm-hmm. And He will give us tasks so that we're able to steward them. Okay. Well. Mm-hmm. Um, like the parable with the 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 sower and 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 the gifts mm-hmm. or the talents that yes. they had to have. And the one with five came back with 10 mm. and, you know, so forth. But the one with, with only one came back with only one. <laughs> How? <laughs> Why? <laughs> you know, um, yeah. God is not looking for us to do that, but he's looking for us to steward well what, what we he, have. you know, yeah. what he's given us. Um, sure. Yeah. Just being believers and people that basically steward well whatever God has given us. Sure. Mm. sure. Literally. I trust you. Be trusted with what you have now. Because yeah. yeah. we think we, I think we get to a place where we're so entitled. Like, well, I deserve that. I deserve yeah. that. Why aren't you doing that? And it's just like, but how am I taking care of like what, what I have now? now? Am I just bringing it back as it is? Yeah. Like the one? Yeah. Or am I multiplying what God yeah. um, has given me? Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's, it's also like the Bible says, like uh, you can't be trusted. Like more will be given to those that, that, that can be trusted. Yeah. yeah. You know, so if you had every year, every time <laughs> it's just one, <laughs> then you're the you know, <laughs> and, 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 and sometimes like we, we go to church and we're always prophesying elevation. Hey, it's my year of elevation. <laughs> hey. But you know very well that you're not stewarding that thing that God is saying you should do it. So that you can get multiplication. Yeah. You know, so it it stems from that place. Like sometimes we also kind of need to play our part, Bazalani. I think sometimes we put too much blame on God. On God. Ah. And it's funny how you speak about like we go to church and we 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 like proclaim and say things. And I was just thinking, you know, every year must pastors have it's it's 20 ah, 20 yes. something like there's a word <laughs> going on and it's just like it's it's fun it's exciting it's yeah. nice and it it helps the people but i think sometimes 
Not we must check with God. God, what do you have in store for me this year? Because sometimes we're just speaking, it's my year of elevation, but maybe it's your year of healing. Maybe it's your year of going <laughs> of deeper. Going, go, go deeper. <laughs> and maybe it's that yeah, year. You're and, trying to rise. Go, go deeper. And I think it's, it's, it's that intimacy you speak yeah. about where we need intimacy with God. Like, yes, church is great. Yes, mm. being in community is great, but we can get lost in that. Mm. When it doesn't happen for you, because that's just not what God has for you mm. in that moment. Mm. Yet, bless. Mm. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> Before we close, what is the season of your life called? Ooh. And it's full color. We want you to color it for us. <laughs> okay, begin again. In October, begin again. Begin <gasps> again, literally. Yeah. In the 10th. Month of the year for me, begin again. Oh, it's never too late to begin again. Oh, what does that look like on a daily basis? Ooh, um, <laughs> beginning again, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> if I had set something out to do the previous day and yeah. I don't do it uh, this morning, yeah. begin, begin again. again, yeah, you know, um, and just basically. Sticking to what I promised myself to do. Because sure. it's no longer God's promise for me alone. But it also kind of needs to be my promise to myself. You know. And yeah, making that promise that I'm going to begin again. And what does beginning again look for me? It's taking the first step. Taking the first step. Recording the music. Yeah. It's calling the people. Yeah. And you know, for us, because we're self-funded. Yeah. Um, and sometimes being self-funded, you're always asking for favors. And I can't wait for God to bless us. <laughs> Guys, I'm so sorry for always asking for favors. <laughs> you know, and, and sometimes it's intimidating asking yeah, for favors. Yeah. You know, I haven't been in the space for a very long time. Now you have to call so people. Guys, I need you, but, you know. Oh. And sometimes it can also be a stumbling block. Yeah. So it's making that call. Mm. Um, speaking to the right people, mm. um, getting yourself um, in, in a creative space, yeah. uh, being around writers, be around optimistic people, yeah. be around courageous people who yeah. would let you do hard things. Yeah. Um, yeah, watch podcasts, yeah. listen to inspirational people, find people that awaken something in you mm. and be deliberate about having those people in your space all the time. Sure. Love mm. it. Begin again. Okay, we're going to my wall of wisdom. Um, three questions. Okay. Uh, a Bible verse or quote you live by? Oh my goodness. Zephaniah 3 verse 17. Still? Yes. Wow. <laughs> that is, that wow. will forever be my verse. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, it says uh, the mighty warrior um, is in your midst. He will quiet you in his love. Yeah. And he'll rejoice over you with singing. Yeah. Imagine the Lord sure. singing to you. Ah, <laughs> sing for me, my Lord. <laughs> How did you say I say Zephaniah. That's what I said. No, you said Zephaniah. Oh, so maybe you made it in, you said it in your London <laughs> Zephaniah. <laughs> in your English accent. Hey, guys, because you kind of also have to change your words, yeah. hey? <laughs> Sometimes okay. we don't understand each other. We have to change our words. Oh, yeah. <laughs> good, good new language. And you're not speaking um, like Vinag and yes. bringing it there. So now I'm sure he knows by now. So well, yeah. he kind of gets it. My husband is very well-traveled, so he okay. kind of gets it. But sometimes, somewhere, you know, we still kind of have little barriers so i need to change my accent it's not that i'm trying to be british but you just kind of have to yeah okay i'm gonna ask you to also give me a quote you live by okay oh jesus is that all you know <laughs> just you're just a bible kind of girl you don't is live that by wrong? And affirmations <laughs> oh my god oh, i have but it's like you just caught me so off guard okay ask me the next question i'm gonna come back to this one okay a book or podcast you highly recommend Oh my goodness, a book that I started reading was um, a book called, uh, what was it again? Oh, <laughs> I did, I promise you. It's just like these questions are so like, they literally just, <laughs> just emotional intelligence. Oh, okay. I absolutely love that book so much. I think um, every person who basically aspires to be a work with people mm. um you know kind of needs we to. don't aspire we just have to we have to <laughs> yeah. and it's, it's a tough one build alone. <laughs> it's a tough one and working yeah. with people you definitely need emotional intelligence yeah. and for some people we didn't really grow up in homes where 
uh, they would teach you how to be emotionally intelligent. Like, <laughs> if you are angry, you get shouted <laughs> at now or just yeah. be angry, yeah. you know, things like that. Um, and that book has literally just helped me understand people a little bit better, the mm -hmm. psychology, um, how people think, what makes us behaviors and things like that. So emotional intelligence has, has helped me a lot, also personally as well. Okay. Um, how to conduct myself mm. in certain situations, especially being um, like a leader in the team. Sometimes it's hard <laughs> communicating certain things. Yeah. So, and also understanding where people come from. So that book literally has helped me. And a podcast? A podcast. Oh, my goodness. I have so many. Are but you like a podcast, like big, big, big? Is that all you listen to? Not all the time. Um, but I... So there's a podcast that I started following. She mm -hmm. literally, she's, you guys are almost the same. Okay. Um, she she actually gives me your vibes and you give me her vibes. Ooh. Magnify. It's 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 a British um, okay. podcast. <laughs> Thank you for bringing us it's on board. It's called Magnify. Okay. She literally does everything you do. It's just um, unconventional Christian women creating okay. platforms and speaking to different women um having conversations basically that inspire people so magnified magnified i'm gonna go check her out yes yeah okay and then you're gonna finish the sentence um a wise woman once said "Ooh, a wise woman once said believe in yourself and shut out all the noise okay believe in yourself and shut out all the noise and then I'm going to do an unconventional thing that I don't normally do on my podcast. But do you know what lesson I learned from you? No. So we um, started, we did Hello Gorgeous. Yes. Um, like how many years ago? Like oh seven God. years ago. Yeah. Almost seven what years ago. It? Six. Well, I'm married seven years next year. So it was my first year of marriage. Yeah, yeah. About six years ago. And we did Hello Gorgeous, yeah. right? And now this lesson, I never learned it in my life until... I reflected back um, this year, earlier mm -hmm. this year. And what I learned is that the hardest thing God has done in my life is because I lacked the obedience to do things by myself. Mm -hmm. I always brought people into mm -hmm. God's vision. Mm -hmm. And sometimes he had to take them away yeah. for mm -hmm. some time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now I'm getting emotional. <laughs> and I just think of all the the ideas we came with together mm. and we tried to, and I guess in our youngness, we tried, I tried to come into your vision. Mm. You tried to come to my vision. Mm. We tried to make it this packaged mm. thing, thing. And God had to say, hold up. Mm. Not mm. this way. Yeah. Sometimes it happens. Like you say, we always try to pull people <laughs> along. Yeah. And it was great for the season. Yeah. It was great for the season because, oh my God, I learned so much from Bumi. Yeah. Um, but it was good for the season. It was good for the season. And then we tried to stretch. Yeah, <laughs> and it was a stretch. <laughs> if, if I could go back to some of the notes, it I think immediately. Stretching. <laughs> you know, and, and I think sometimes we also kind of need to be obedient and accept that yeah. certain things are just for, for a moment. For a I moment. needed I needed her courage. Yeah. Um I needed She's like a marketing girl. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, you, <laughs> you are yeah. like a marketing genius. Yeah. And um, there's just so many things, man. She, she, like you always get things done. Why am I speaking in third person? That's why I keep saying, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done this in a yeah. while. Yeah. You know, um, she's. You're like a, a get to. Uh, do things, yeah. do them now. Yeah. Let's get this done. Is this the vision? Let's run, you yeah. know? So there's a lot of things we learned from each other. And I think for the season, it was great. Yeah. But um, God knew that that was not what he had in, in store for you yeah. or for me. Yeah. And I mean, reflecting now, look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. Won't he do it? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so, I'm so grateful that I... Got to have this moment with you. Got to have this conversation. I've learned so much from you. I wouldn't have started Anino if it wasn't for you. No. You literally basically painted the walls at Anino. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> literally. Literally. Designed um, the whole space. You gave your entire um, heart. And you just, you gave me the courage to begin. Mm. And so I just wanted to thank you. 
And like I said, as I reflected, I realized now, and I've learned it with so many other relationships that it's to stop bringing people into mm. what God has for me mm. and to also stop trying to play God in other people's lives. Mm. Love that. Yeah. We're doing things we don't normally do. <laughs> <laughs> but we had to sit down, come back and sit down. <laughs> so, should I tell them what you You tell the story. <laughs> Wait, do you remember it correctly? Okay, you tell it. No, tell you. Okay, no, you actually, your version. Yes. Okay. Okay. So Mahalia is the reason Ben and I are married. Yeah. Like the real reason, not like one of those. Tra- no. So what happened was, I was in varsity. Yeah. And you were like, oh God, that you were like my mother's sister. <laughs> just like I come to rehearsal, I come to church, kind of vibe. <laughs> and then I and then Twitter just Twitter Twitter just come out yeah. right, and I think you told me to get Twitter. Yeah. And then I got Twitter. But then I didn't know who to follow and I didn't know how it worked and everything like yeah. that. And then, I didn't, and also I didn't have TV. And then you said yeah. that I should follow this guy yeah. from Idols. Yeah. He's like <laughs> cute and all the girls like him. <laughs> and then I followed him. And so, okay, what's yes. your version? So that literally is what happened, right? Yeah. So I was like, uh, I, I think I kind of also said I like this guy for you. I think no, that's what I said. No, you didn't say Didn't that. Uh-uh. Okay, so let's just go with Mpumi's version. <laughs> that I said she should follow the guy that everybody likes. Yeah. And then um, a few, I think I think a few weeks after that, Mpumi's like, uh, she's talking to Brendan. No, like, it wasn't a few weeks afterwards. It was a few months. I was like, Mpumi. It was a few months. And Shella <laughs> did <laughs> there. She shall have Brendan. <laughs> she shall have no. Brendan. Guys, Brendan was in the competition, a very focused boy. Mpumi went and shall have Brendan. I didn't even. I'm just yes, the, revised... <laughs> the revised version. No, not the re- The real truth is, I followed him because you said I should. Yes. And then I didn't speak to him for months. And then I, you know, when that time, like, we'd get on Twitter and then you forgot about Twitter. And then I did. And then when I came back, then he started talking to me. But what did happen is you guys took us to the John Legend concert. Remember that? Yes, we did. We went to together. Yeah, we had so much fun together. Right? We need another like tour. We should. Around the world this time. Around the world this time. I agree. Thank (laughs) you for the conversation. Oh, this is lovely. Thanks for having me. Can't wait for the new music in November. Well, I'm going to put you under pressure. Uh, before the end of November. Before the end of November. <laughs> and if you don't give us some mu- new music, what must we do? Well, I said it out here. Okay, so, so I'm definitely releasing it in November. Okay. We love you. Thank you. Love you guys too. <laughs> <It's a wrap. laughs>